0: This podcast brought to you by Hope 1032.
1: The Amazing People Podcast with Sam and Duncan. Why, hello there and welcome to the Sam and Duncan's Amazing People Podcast.
0: So good to have you here. Hope yeah, you've subscribed, by the way. Yeah, if you haven't, please subscribe. And please, leave a little comment and a you know,
1: score. Yeah. Five, five stars. Five is preferable. Of course it is. If you get a But what we're here to do is to share a story of an amazing person with you. That's right. Now,
0: what I want you to do is think to the end of the year, usually, is when the Antarctic expeditions open up, okay? And they yes. look for plumbers and electricians and just a whole bunch of people that they send down there for about six months. Yes.
1: Imagine if you accidentally found yourself on one of those expeditions. Yeah. Just by accident. What would that look like? How would you lead a team
0: of 18 people who have never met one another and potentially
1: don't necessarily like each other? That sounds like my worst nightmare. Mm. But for Rachel Robertson, that actually happened. She's written a brand new book on the subject called Respect Trump's Harmony. I really enjoyed this conversation, Duncan. Uh, She's a really inspiring person. Hopefully it encourages you too. So enjoy. He's Rachel Robertson. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning to
0: you. How does somebody find themselves accidentally (laughs) leading an Antarctic expedition?
2: (laughs) I saw the advertisement for the job and what intrigued me was that the Antarctic Division recruit for quality. So they recruit for empathy. And integrity and resilience. And they don't care if you know nothing about Antarctica because they figure we can teach you that in three months of training. But we really want people who have the empathy to live with other people and the resilience. And I just thought, what a fantastic way to recruit people. So I thought, I'm going to apply for the job, get to the interview, and then copy their questions and bring them back to my team. Um, I never particularly wanted the job. I just want to know how they recruited for it. And then. After I applied, I find out they don't have an interview. They have a, a boot camp for a week in Hobart. So I end up in this boot camp with 13 men and competing for a job for a week. And then I decided, you know what, when they offered me the job, I thought I'd rather regret what I did than regret what I didn't do. And that's how I ended up down there.
1: <laughs> wow. What does a boot camp in Hobart look like?
2: Oh, it was hot. it was hard work. It was from 8 in the morning to 11 at night. And then we did group work. We did individual work um, I had to hike 21 kilometres carrying someone on a stretcher. It was really just designed to put you under pressure, so emotional, physical, mental pressure, just to see how you cope. Because once you're in Antarctica, if you're not coping, it's very difficult to bring you out. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the the interview process was to just pile the stress on and just see how you'd cope. Uh, you know, being with, around people in in an intense circumstance for a week, and it it truly worked. It really works. <laughs>
0: Did you have, like, a negative Nelly on the trip who was always like, oh, it's a bit white around here, isn't it, a little bit cold today? Goodness.
2: We Yeah, we did. We had all sorts, and that's why the, the Respect Trump's Harmony bit came up because I recognised that at our getting-to-know-you barbecue when, when our plumber was telling a story about being in Alaska and it was minus 21 and the water froze under your foot and my electrical engineer from Germany was there and he said, well, no, water freezes at zero now, so it doesn't freeze at minus 21. you know." Oh. And now, <laughs> and that moment I thought, wow, we've got to live together for a year. We can't get away from each other. you know like what, what do I do to create a culture where we respectfully you know treat each other with respect and empathy and understand that we're all really different and that's great and that's okay. We don't have to agree with everyone all the time. And so yeah, that was the moment because I didn't recruit the team. I just got given here 17 people, turned them into a team and I'm like, wow, okay, <laughs> what do I do here? <laughs>
1: What were some of the other challenges you faced on the expedition, Rachel?
2: Yeah, as you can imagine, mental health is a big one. And mm. again, that's why I wanted a culture of um, respect, Trump's harmony. I didn't want a culture where people turn a blind eye if someone was struggling or uh, even to safety, you know, if, if something's not right or someone's struggling a bit. I wanted a culture where people could actually say, yeah, I'm... I'm not not so flash today, I'm really homesick or I'm missing my kids or... And so we could actually talk about it and deal with it because I thought if we paper over it and pretend everything's sweet and everything's great when it's not, that's when we're going to have problems. And so we just wanted to create this culture where we had the, the respect in the team and that's where the, um, the no triangles rule came from, which is I don't speak to you about him. If I have something to say to him, I go direct to him. And just that simple tool built respect in the team because it meant in a really tough environment, in a really tough workplace... You, you knew everyone had your back. No one would be complaining about you behind your back. If they had something to say, they'd come directly to you and and deal with it professionally and respectfully. And even just that simple thing built respect and resilience in the team because it's like, yeah, okay, well, they've got my back. That's good. That's a good thing.
0: Mm. Surely, though, there's a moment. Okay, you're on the expedition, Rachel, and um, <laughs> tensions flare, and uh, someone has taken a pickaxe, put it somewhere where they've forgotten where it is. <laughs> And it's just erupted, you know. There's no triangles. They're just screaming at each other. You walk in to solve that. How do you how do you calm tensions, acknowledge the diversity, and then move through two different personality types that really don't like each other?
2: Yeah, well, and it was that. It was two person, two very different personality types that would never see eye to eye on something, and that's okay. You know, I didn't expect that. I just expected them to act respectfully. And that's, it took a long time. It took two months to embed this in the culture. And one of the things we did was when we had those conversations, we used facts and data. So rather than using words, we actually knocked out all the words like everyone, no one, always, never. Because if you say to someone, You always do something, or you never do something. They'll they'll get emotional, and I think an example: if I say to my husband, "You never put the rubbish bins out," he'll pick a a time. It could be ten years ago that he did it, but he'll say, "So it's not never." Um, So you have to use facts and data and say, "Look, you know, um, we spoke about this yesterday, or we spoke about this last week, and you said it wasn't an issue for you to not do that. Um, However, you still, or you know, get to work on time. You're still late this morning." And so that took up the emotion so we could actually deal with the facts and go, okay, here's the facts. We, I asked you to be at work at this time. You're now 15 minutes late. Again, um, that's a fact. And it's very hard to refute a fact. But if someone's saying to you, everyone thinks this or no one thinks this or always or never, it's just human nature that you get emotional. We all do because it's not true. It's not everyone and no one and it's not always and never. So yeah, it took a long time, <laughs> a lot of coaching. <laughs>
1: mm. Rachel, what is it that, makes you believe that respect is better than harmony
2: i guess it was just being in that environment sort of twigged me to it because i thought we were so different and we were different religions cultures sexuality gender age profession we were a real melting pot of people and to live together with no privacy through months of darkness was pretty intense Mm. and i thought we're already under enough stress so for me to force mateship and friendship and say, so, look, we all have to get along and love each other all the time and be best friends. I think I thought that's just going to create more stress because I'm forcing you to be friendly with someone you've got nothing in common with. And, and you don't. We had a, a 24-year-old death metal music fan living next door to a 62-year-old grandfather. Now, not a lot in common with those two, but they ended yeah. up you know respectfully working together as a team but if i had forced that if i had to look i expect you guys to go and um socialize together go and play pool or billiards or whatever together it just wouldn't work and it wouldn't be fair so and, and that was the other thing i was worried i worry that when we force force those thoughts, that sort of artificial harmony that that truths get hidden and that people don't speak up or speak out if they're being affected or if someone's doing something unsafe no one will step in and go hey mate you're not wearing the correct uniform or the correct gear And so I thought I'd rather have a culture where we do speak up, even if if it meant more work for me and having to deal with these issues every day rather than just pretend they weren't happening. I thought I'd rather that environment where we deal with stuff as grown-ups and and move on rather than people exploding with anger or or spiralling with depression because they were my two big fears. I had no way to cope with either of those scenarios, so I thought how do I prevent them Mm. or mitigate? And that was all around putting in tools in place to support the guys so that we could talk about stuff, and it, it worked.
0: Now, you talked about one of those pillars, which was no triangle. So, I'm not going to speak to you about another person. Let's speak directly to them.
2: Mm.
0: But one that really touched my heart and I want to know more about is bacon. The bacon (laughs) walls.
2: bacon wars this is dead set the truth one, one of the, the tradies came up to me and said we need to have a meeting to decide how to cook bacon whether it should be soft or crispy, crispy. When the chef yeah 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 of course when, because the chef would have uh monday mornings off she worked the rest of the time but she'd have monday mornings off so it was our turn to cook the breakfast and the, the diesel mechanics were cooking it soft and the plumbers were cooking it crispy and they wanted me to have a meeting to decide how it should be cooked <laughs> and <laughs> And what? I actually got to the bottom of it, right? I did. I did five whys. I went why, why, and why, why is that an issue? And why are you concerned? And I got to the bottom of it. And it turns out the relationship between these two teams had broken down over the use of a vehicle, but it manifested in the bacon. So they thought they were being disrespected because the other team was deliberately cooking the bacon <laughs> the opposite way. Uh. And so I recognised, wow, this is actually about respect. And then I started identifying all these little things that happen in teams. Um, that are actually symptoms of disrespect. And the, and the classic one, the classic one that's in most workplaces is the dirty coffee marks, is the sign that says your mother doesn't work here, put your dishes in the dishwasher. And I've had people say to me, by the time someone puts that sign up, they could have just put the dishes in the dishwasher. And I have to say, look, it's not about the dishes, it's about respect. It's disrespectful. It implies my time's more important than your time. So I'll leave my stuff lying around and you can pick up after me. And that's why it really bugs people. That's why it gets up our nose because it's actually a symptom of a deeper issue and the issue is a lack of respect. So, yeah, the Bacon Wars was a, a Tiffany for me, a real eye-opener for me.
1: But what about you, Rachel? Is it crispy or soft? What's your, oh, what's your pick?
2: Crispy without a doubt.
1: Okay. Crispy. Now we know the truth. <laughs> boss says it. Boss says it's crispy,
0: boss. Love it. you're in this kind of pressure cooker um but i'm I'm now going to take you just into a regular workplace you know you're somewhere in the cbd and you walk into a team that has an old culture that has been hardwired in with a whole bunch of people who have been there forever how do you move them to this new culture
2: It's actually highlighting differences and actually saying that's great and using facts, things like um, the fact we've got five generations in the workplace now, which has never happened before. Um, you know typically we'd have one or two generations now we've got five because people are staying on later and our our, you know Gen Z who start around 1996 have entered the workforce as well so just a simple one simple uh, graphic point like that or data point like that around generations our teams are incredibly diverse now much more diverse than they've ever been before which just means we won't agree on everything but that also means we get innovation it also means we get fresh ideas and great ideas because people are coming from all different experiences and backgrounds and and you know history And so, yeah, you highlight the positives of it. But I highlight the difference. Instead of saying, look, we all need to think the same and be the same Um, we actually don't we just need to respect that we're different and then that's actually a good thing it's how you handle conflict that's the the tricky bit but having the the differences is awesome and it means you get great you know great ideas and fresh ideas with new people
0: love that well rachel thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today of course the new book uh respect trump's harmony is available march 8th wherever you buy good books and thanks for joining us today on the
2: show oh my absolute pleasure thanks for having me
0: Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.